What's popping and welcome to Popcorn with Cholas and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture here in the Philippines and the rest of the globe and of course here at home because we are still on quarantine and this is a part of our month-long Road to One anniversary special and of course we have a special guest here with us. I'm super excited because you know, kinakabanin ako at the same time but hey 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 we have Janina Vela here. Hello Janina. Janina here. So last time I said hello, hello, hello. <laughs> oh no. It's okay. I don't take offense. I respond to any of them. So hoy hoy hoy. <laughs> para siyang, ano, para siyang birthday ng kids. Parang kids' birthday. Yeah. Parang when I yeah, say hey, hi. <laughs> oh nga, hi, hello, hello, hi. <laughs> May ganun ka bang experience before na parang people change it up because it's like such an iconic oh, yeah. thing no, for you. My kuya, nung sinamulan siya, ni, niya yung YouTube channel niya a few years ago, that was his opening line, hello, hello, hello. Like, <laughs> he made it to make fun of me and then it ended up becoming a normal thing so he had to like phase that out slowly. Um, yeah, and then I've had other of my influencer or celebrity friends go hoy 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 on online. So, it's fun. It's funny. Uh, I'm, I love it actually. And I mean, it's great that you, early on or at this point, you've already made an iconic catchphrase for your videos. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it was just that kind of business-minded, strategic Janina in me that was like, I need to make it, I need to do something that people will remember me by. And so that's where Hey 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 came from. Because at that time, that I was saying that to my friends. Like, whenever they messaged me, I'd be like, Hey Hey Hey. And then now I never say it because I find it completely obnoxious if I use my <laughs> own intro to my friends. So yeah, it was the vibe. Um, but then May the Wings of Your Eyeliner also came about, which was weird also because I never wore winged eyeliner. Again, I just wanted to be remembered. <laughs> um, so, didn't really think that one through very much. But hey, hey, sticks still today. Pero, I mean, before we go on to this uh, YouTube talk or career talk, I mean, how have how has everything been in the past month for you? I mean, I guess you've been asked yeah. this so many times in so many interviews. Nakasama no, din ako doon. <laughs> It's a good cathartic way to release the stress of what a pandemic brings. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's interesting. There are times in, in, in my day when I have to sit down and I'm like, whoa, like this is actually quote unquote normal life now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting groceries from our neighbors <laughs> and um, going on live instead of doing real, you know, stage performances and um, staying at home. But funny enough, I feel like I've kind of adapted to it. Is mm-hmm. that kind of weird? I feel like I miss the outside world, no doubt. It's just I kind of am not longing for it all the time. I feel like I think maybe I'm just like my adaptability as a person is just so strong. And I'm like, okay, this is what we have to go through because I feel like the faster we adapt to, uh, adapt to different things, the better it will be for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I try to like adapt to this current situation as the best that I can. And so you know, I tried to put routines in my day. So, like, work out at, at, at 10 a.m. And then, you know, have lunch with my family. And then I do I go live every 3 p.m. And then do all of my work after that. So, it's a good routine that kind of keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've adapted pretty well. But, obviously, the whole thing is still nerve-wracking. And we can't discount that part of it. So, I'm still doing as much as I can in terms of relief efforts and um, working with different foundations. But, 
um, yeah, we do what we can to Of course, survive. yeah. And, you know, parang, it's really difficult not to think about this. I mean, even if, you get, if, if you've gotten used to it at this point, we still don't know what's in front of us or what's going to happen in the next day, in the next week. But we really try to, like, cope up. And, I mean, I guess my question right now regarding that and leading into our next topic is, like, would you say na nahirapan ka since most of your content has been online before, even before everything else happened? Na parang, is it something that you're already used to in a sense, although it's been heightened at this point? Yeah. Um, in terms of YouTube, I've actually, you know, I've, I've been in this weird place when it comes to my YouTube channel because I'm still navigating through my new purpose um, mm-hmm. because I started when I was 15 years old. And so the 15-year-old Janina and talking to the 21-year-old Janina is <laughs> very different. Um, so I, I had to, in the last year, I've been kind of coursing through what I actually want to do with my YouTube channel and that's why I don't, or I haven't been posting that often. But funny enough, because of the quarantine, um, I'm kind of stuck at home. And it's funny because everybody's a vlogger now and old vloggers are vloggers again. Um, and so I'm... <laughs> I'm one of those, the ones who had to regurgitate their um, YouTube channel. So it actually worked in a sense, you know, of productivity. And there are a lot of things that I want to talk about in regards to the pandemic. And so that kind of, na hanap ko ulit yung voice ko online. Um, so it's fine. Um, all, in terms of writing songs naman, it's been great also. Because <laughs> I just keep coming out because I'm just at home with all of my mm-hmm. instruments. And so um, I've been actually, in terms of my career it i'm lucky enough to have a career that allows me to work from home um so it's been pretty productive actually and you're really like well equipped now with everything already prepared in a sense right because everyone's like where will i get this where will i get this yeah in a sense Um, in terms of youtube yeah for sure except my laptop broke the first week of quarantine so my screen is not working and so i have to use a tv that's why <laughs> actually your face is there. Wow. And I have to look at the black screen here. So which sucks for editing because uh-huh. I'm like looking at this big screen. Um, but other than that, for editing for YouTube, like I already have the stuff. The, the ring light is here and stuff. But um, yeah, we actually had to learn how to live stream properly. Because mm-hmm. um, like for all of those live concerts, there's so many different um, apps that you use on different gadgets. I don't even know. Like, whoa, it's kind of wild because, like, your GarageBand is open on your laptop so you can mix and then you have the live streaming thing on your iPad and then you film with your phone and they're all, like, connected in this weird <laughs> techy way that I was no in no way prepared for. Um, so that's something that I had to adjust to. It was really the the whole live stream, live concert, live things. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, because it's, it's a new muscle for everybody. Um and even, even I, and for some reason, I get so tired on like um, video chats. It's, it's so interesting why, how I can be outside and be normal with people. But then for some reason, video chats are just different. And mm-hmm. I feel like I exert more effort because there's no energy being passed. Yeah, as much yeah. As you. It's I, like we're in different so, countries, but we're actually just yeah, like right? the same. So it feels so <laughs> distant and far. And so it's something that I had to adjust to. Um, so my endurance is slowly building up for all of these video stuff <laughs> and it's something naman na i guess everyone's adapting to also na you know we're oh, yeah. getting to like f- find ways on how to connect 
in different platforms may it be like yeah. Netflix watch party or mga yeah. house party games and like yeah. finding a way to like be with friends even if it's just on a screen and it's been oh, yeah. uh, it's been fun but uh going back to like you talking about the difference between you uh at age 15 and now that you're 21 i mean how how did you even uh what pushed you to start the youtube uh, thing in the first place. I mean, oh, times yeah. were really different back then and 15-year-olds weren't really doing anything at this level as compared to they are now. Yeah. Um, so when I was 15, there were probably about eight YouTubers. <laughs> so it was like Mikey Busto, Sati Ojo, Michelle D. Will Dasovich wasn't even making YouTube videos when I started yet. He started, I think, six months after me. Um, so it was a really bare kind of, I wouldn't say wasteland, it was actually a green land, you know, it was mm-hmm. a valley that was ready to be sowed into and harvested. Um, and so I had, I did not talk like that when I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> I had no purpose or goal whatsoever. I was, I just wanted somebody that I could relate to. Honestly, mm-hmm. that, that was all I wanted. I just, um, I would watch Bethany Mota and mm-hmm. just, all of these OG beauty YouTubers from the States and London, like Zoella. And I would say like, oh, I wish there was somebody here in the Philippines who would do those videos, like DIYs and like school outfits and stuff. And so I waited for about, you know, a year and a half, um, but nobody really started it. Mm-hmm. And so I had this crazy idea of doing it myself. Um, and my my goal ultimately was just 5,000 subscribers. <laughs> so she wasn't very goal-oriented then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my parents were like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you'll be more responsible and you'll learn how to edit and that's good enough for us. So they were very supportive from the start. Um, but yeah, I started doing makeup, um, makeup videos, DIYs. Um, yeah, a lot of fashion, a lot of girly, girly things. And then mm-hmm. I kind of grew out of it after a while. And like, siempre, uh, yun nga, at that time, you were really young. Like, how did you handle all that? I mean, of course, with the guidance of your parents. But how did you handle all that fanfare na, given that you were one of the OG talaga in the Philippines na YouTubers? Oh, yeah. It was weird. Because um, I, it took me, I started in January of 2015. And then um, it took me about six months to reach 500 subscribers. Another six months to reach 5,000 subscribers. And then... After that, I reached 10,000 really quick. And then I just boomed to 200. Um, so it was a weird, like, I f- like the first year, I felt like nothing was really happening because, you know, I mean, uh, 5,000 subscribers is a lot, but you never run into, you know, uh, when you have 5,000 subscribers, you never really run into them in public. Uh-huh. Um, but my first FanFest experience, May uh, 2016, that was weird. Um, because, you know, I was a 16 year old girl walking into this in, into the world trade center. And then there were people shouting and running after me. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was so confused, um, as to what on earth was happening because I felt like a normal girl. And honestly, until now, I still feel like a normal girl. And so it's kind of weird. Um, realizing sometimes like I, like my friends can attest to this. I'm like sitting and I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, I'm kind of famous, no? And then they're like, yes. And I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't ever sink in that I'm an OG YouTuber or anything like that. Um, 
I just feel really normal. But honestly, I'm happy feeling normal about it. Um, but yeah, my parents were very supportive the whole time. They um, luckily though, my my dad's sister was an actress, um, and so she was like a big contrabida before. And then she like uh, making buses explode, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and then. I still see memes of her, of Tita Sesa's eyes, like, reflecting the fires. Like, people still send me those. They're like, oh my gosh, we, we loved your Tita. And then um, people would remember my Lola with my last name, uh, with my second name, Janina Vela and Helen Vela, who was, like, the original MMK, you mm-hmm. know, show. And so it, it's, it wasn't so foreign to my dad, um, you know, having a, a known... Uh, relative but you know it was still an adjustment because I was a kid <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, and, and the the I think the bashing is what we had to adjust the most to um, because I was you know my body was changing I was 15 15 to 21 is like a big change in who you sure. are and like the baby fat gets lost and but then you also gain and then you <laughs> it's, it's a weird you know, the adolescence. Um, but uh, yeah, so people would comment all these things. They're like, oh, ang laki ng ilong, pangawa, or whatever. Or parang, oh, ang laki ng arms mo, taba. Parang ganun. And I'm like, what? Like, why do these people care about what I look like? Uh-huh. Um, so that was the biggest adjustment for me. Kind of learning how to drown that out um, or eventually be 100%, not 100%, let's say 98, 98% secure with how I looked and my body and my face and everything. Um, so that was a huge, that's a huge part of my adolescence and puberty. Um, but other than that, it's been okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's overwhelming talaga. I mean, I mean as a 15-year-old, you'd be yeah. idolizing One Direction from your room and then one, the next thing you know, ikaw na rin yung, in a sense, may pagkaganong level, right? Yeah. So parang, I mean, I guess, how did you end up coping with the bashing or mga ganyang yeah. bagay at a young age? I came across, you know, this could have been a totally flat quote because I don't even know, I don't watch Kim, I don't watch the Kardashians. But then I read on a Twitter post that one time Kim Kardashian said some very, very rephrased. Um, but she said, like, why would I give um, somebody... Um, 24 hours of my day thinking about their comment when it only took them 10 seconds to write it. And so that kind of changed my life. I was like, wow, these people, like right after they give me this comment, they're not even thinking of me anymore. Like it, it, it makes no sense for me to be so affected by somebody who is barely even affected by me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of reminding myself, like I, I was bashed the other week um, for some political reasons mm-hmm. and um i i literally just you know right there on the spot i deleted twitter and i turned them off and mm-hmm. it's it's a funny reminder to like to think and i'm like wow i actually i can turn these people off if i wanted and it's really that quick um you know i i when you let them get into your head and get into your heart that's when they start to control you and they start to control who you are and then you remind yourself why am I letting these strangers control me? Um, so then I realized the app doesn't control me, but I control the app. And so just delete it real quick. And then life is back to normal. And I so, mean, um, I yeah. go ahead. Um, yeah. So basically it, it, it's, it's, so it's still a work in progress for me because, you know, I still 
get affected. Like I actually cried on one of my lives by accident, by accident. <laughs> um, and it still affects me because I'm so human, you know, but um, I feel like I've just toughened up after a while. Um, it kind of hearing the same things over and over again. It, uh, it's not, you get numb to it in a good way, I would say. Um, nah. It's like, okay, well, you don't know me, but my friends do. And my friends actually love me for who I am. So I don't think that you deserve the right to make me insecure. And parang, I guess at the end of the day, naman, people, you know, we keep on hearing this a lot, but we have to keep on pushing ourselves to like understand na it's at the end of the day, it's not about you that they're bashing now, but about it's like a reflection of the people and what they their values and what they have to work on upon themselves. Cause like, you know, why would why do you keep on bashing someone else? Na parang, it's just a reflection of how you act as a person. Exactly. When I was cancelled um last year, I wrote this song and then it's um the pre-chorus went, um, throw your words my way. I know what you say is more about you than me anyway. So it's it's really it's I yeah, that's a really good that's a really good point. It's really I don't know. It's really never about that. It's really never about me because mm-hmm. it just, I think that's the thing that also brings out my compassion for people. Um, yeah. Thinking like, wow, how horrible <laughs> their circumstances must be that they find power and satisfaction and even relief in hating on um, another girl on the Twitter sphere that they've never met. Um, and so then I think, oh, shucks, like, they're a bully because probably that's what they've been experiencing um, in some way, shape, or form. So it, it kind of humanizes them to me, even mm-hmm. if they feel like I'm not human and I have feelings. It just reminds me that, you know, they probably have a lot more going on than I could ever imagine. And so kind of helps me forgive them a little bit easier um, because um, it helps me forgive a little easier, and also it reminds me to forgive because I always go by the saying that forgiveness um, doesn't mean that they're right. Forgiveness, forgiveness just sets you free. Mm-hmm. And so it 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 was for me choosing to have that compassion and release the burden of letting them have a hold and say on my life, um, and just saying, you know what, I forgive you. It's fine. I probably will never understand anything about you um and so i i won't even try <laughs> and i mean i guess it's a good starting point as well to you know be the light that you want others to be i mean if you yeah. show that you know you're an inspiration and that you practice these values and show it to other people then at, parang in a sense you're also influencing the way they think and how yeah. things should be right yeah we shouldn't fight fire with fire so. yes and uh, I mean, you know, coming from that uh, YouTube experience, like, what's the most standout like lesson you've learned in that uh, aspect? Um, I think it's it's after all is said and done, blood is really thicker than water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seen my family just stand strong through everything and i i've gotten derailed and uh, and not even just my immediate family but the people that i found family in even before the youtube thing um these are the people that i'm still um you know that i'm still very connected to until today um because they've seen 
Janina Punzalan, which is my real last name, and they've seen my screen name, Janina Vela, um, and they've loved me throughout all of it. Uh, and so that's my biggest lesson, I think. It's it's never to overlook the people who's, who've been with you from the start. Um, because, you know, to be honest, a lot of the people that I've, that people have seen me online with growing up on YouTube, <laughs> not in my life anymore <laughs> for different circumstances um you know to each their own circumstances but um a lot of the people who i'm still with today were with me even before youtube like when i was 12 to 14 and my parents and my brother so that that's the biggest lesson to me it's it's to appreciate what you have in the and appreciate the people who have stood by you no matter what form of yourself you take mm-hmm. And parang coming off of that, I mean, it's it's really great to have someone to ground you and to have someone to yeah. support you and help you be a better version regardless of, and you know. You called me experience. obnoxious if I am. Be, like, my best friend, like, Janina, you're such an influencer. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. So they'll really straight up call me out for it. And my mom's going to be like, oh, Janina, like, I think, you know, you said some great points. But then when you said this, it was a little bit too negative. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, I'm sorry. Um, and so, you know, I, I love my supporters, but my supporters will never really tell me those things. Yeah. <laughs> or if they will, it wouldn't be in love because they'd be haters. Um, so <laughs> I really appreciate my, my, my close friends and family who are really honest with me out of love not because they want to bring me down but in terms of like collaboration and finding friends within professional work like how do you manage that Shempre, a lot of people will be just like hey i want to collaborate this this yeah. this but you know it's really hard to tell which people are being genuine and which people are just using For your cloud sure. parang ganun. how 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 do you manage that especially coming from your experience as a young girl uh, I made a lot of wrong decisions and connections. <laughs> um, so I kind of learned the hard way, honestly, um, on on connecting to the wrong people. Um, yeah, like being, you know, one day bringing somebody to an event with me and then the other day her calling me out on a YouTube video is like, whoa, what, what happened there? Um, so honestly, you'll, you'll never really know. Um, but for me, a straight up, um, hint would be if they ask me for a collab straight up without hanging out with me first. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of rude. Um, when they're like, "Hey, we should collab," and I'm like, "I don't know you." <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's um, it's it's funny because you know when you're up and coming, you're like business first. Like, I want to get subscribers, I want to get followers. Um, but you know, as the when when the um, when the confetti kind of gets swept away, you realize oh wait no we're human also and so the friendship is kind of kind of kind of more important um than the collabs and all of those things and so yeah i um the youtube friends that stuck with me are the ones who i hang out with without vlogging mm-hmm. and so that's when you kind of know that it's real um you know people like hannah and and, and that group kali and and mackie and la and so these people nobody ever sees us um, online together because when we're together we really don't post it um, and so that's how you know that it's real it's like without the cameras we still have a great great time and with the cameras we still have a great time um, so it's there's no turning on and off of personas that goes on and so that's what tells me okay these are real friends these guys are true and you have a really good point I think I mean especially for people listening who 
parang who really want to get into this business parang mm-hmm. from experiences and in uh, watching you guys artists and um uh, mga vloggers and experiencing the behind the scenes the relationships are really important like to establish friendship or at least some sort of civil like connection professional connection before the business part because people just like sometimes go in and say hey uh, can you do this for me and then parang at parang pagkatapos mo gawin yun wala na diba so parang it's always really important to like find a connection or something that like makes you connect with that person in any yeah. form so yeah. i mean it, yeah it's i think it's just really yeah finding what's real and trying to discern what is not um because it's so you know it's kind of a scary thing with vloggers that um not that we're not not that we're fake online it's just we are ourselves but 10 times that and so people have to understand that we're not always like that the whole time and so i've seen how easy it is for somebody to turn themselves on and then turn themselves off like i do that sometimes when i have to work and i'm tired um and so it's it's you kind of get used to pick like pointing out, okay, she's turned on right now. Or like, okay, she's turned off. Okay. That sounds wrong. But <laughs> in our context, you know what that, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you get, you get used to pointing it out after a while. And it's, yeah. I guess it's not really a matter of turning on and off in a, such a robotic sense, but it's yeah. really also about reading the mood of a person. Cause I, even normal That's people true. experience this na sometimes yeah. you're really out of your zone. You don't really feel like interacting even if you're like yeah. the most energetic person out there. And then, you know, people don't, especially parang with the pedestal given to influencers or to vloggers and celebrities, people tend to forget that aspect oh, yeah. of their humanity talaga. Sure. You know, people forget that you literally only see seven minutes of my 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't even, it's not even a full hour. It's not even, I don't want to do the math, but it's a very small, <laughs> very small <laughs> fraction of who I am as a person. And so, yeah, you know, honestly, in, in my Lumos, I'm like, you have no right to judge me if you've never been with me for a day. It's like, you really can't just choose. It's like you literally choosing this, you know, this part of me, like a percentage of who I am and saying that that's the whole me. Cause it's not, um, you know, it, it, you don't see me when I'm normal and hanging out with my family or just laughing with my friends. You see me when I'm, you know, fully made up and talking with a ring light. And um, so it's it's really, it's you're right. It's not really, you know, turning on. It's just you have to remember that these are just pieces of these mm-hmm. people. It's like how it takes so long for you to um, get to know a friend. It's the same thing for, you know, for a YouTuber. It kind of takes time. It kind of, you, it, it's really more than just the first meeting or the best foot forward. But coming from the YouTube, I mean, of course, you've gone way beyond that and you've branched out and you started hosting events and, of course, music also. I mean, it's another aspect of your career that you've really been putting yourself into. I mean, how did this relationship with music start or how did you know that you wanted to pursue this aspect of your career? Um. I actually wanted to be a singer before I wanted to be a YouTuber, funny enough. Um, I wanted to be an artista, which ended up me kind of not liking that (laughs) side of the business. Um, But yeah, I wanted to be an artista. I wanted to share my music. Um, I 
I wanted to be famous, funny enough. Like I hate saying that, but when you're, you know, 13, 14, you kind of you kind of it, it's it's attractive to you. You want to be famous. You want to have people scream your name and all of these things. Um and then when I was 15, that's when I realized, no, I don't want this. <laughs> I like I have so many friends in the industry and just hearing their stories, I'm like, yo, this ain't for me. <laughs> and so um the songs that I wrote when I was 13, when I was heartbroken, they kind of stayed with me for all of those years. And then something another horrendous thing happened. And so I ended up writing more songs. And I was like, yo, like this is a special this is a, a special part of me that my supporters have never met before because at that point in my life, I was always just bubbly Janina Bella. Yes. And I'm like, no, but Janina Bella gets heartbroken or Janina Bella cries. And, and, and so I kind of wanted to showcase that part of myself, the part that I felt like they could relate to a lot more. Um, and so that, that's kind of where my um, love for the music industry and love for singing came out. I uh, know I I loved singing since you know I was a kid. I my mom was um my mom loved theater so she passed that on to me and so we we've been singing theater for as long as I can remember but the 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 idea of putting out an album and single and working on music it was um it was kind of out of just love for people um mm-hmm. in a sense I just loved sharing stories. Um I think you know my dad is a pastor and I feel like I'm a storyteller by heart. Um, I think it runs in my blood, um, basically. So I love being able to tell stories through video, and I wanted to be able to branch out and experience telling stories through music. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it came from. But I, yeah, I have yet to write a happy song because I only write songs when I'm sad. So <laughs> that's something that I'm trying to work on. But you know what's funny? I think I actually saw you perform in The Sound of Music in Resorts World. Oh Wait, my god, really? <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm friends with Paolo Ocampo. I'm not sure if he was your castmate. Yes, yeah, so I watched him there and I guess you were there. Yeah, it was probably. I Sometimes we switched around, but yes, you probably watched me. That was really weird. It's kind of <laughs> weird when people realize that that was me. Like I've had Velafam, you know, bring up pictures on Twitter. Like, Janina, I met you when you were still a theater actress. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, please take this down. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it was a weird time in my life, you know, kind of discover discovering, you know, myself in that way of me actually loving the stage and loving to perform. Um, but yeah, theater, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when you, when you're talking about showing a different aspect of Janina in the music, it's really something that's evident because hearing your songs for the first time, that first album, EP, uh, I mean, I was like, who is this girl? Because I'm really so used to my sisters watching you and oh, yeah. seeing you so bubbling. And then this song I hear called, uh, I think, anong song ba yung una ko narinig? It wasn't Hesitate. Eh. I think the first one was... Uh, or Safe at Last? Uh, ano ba yun? Sorry I Left? It's not Sorry I Left. Eh. Uh, the first one talaga that I worked on with you, I think, was it is. Ang dami ng songs, I can't remember. It's ano curtain call, and I was like, okay. wow, this is. How sad! That was a sad. sad. <laughs> and I mean, parang it's really something so. I mean, kung sanay ka talaga na you're not someone familiar with Janina as a singer or as, as a writer, and you just know her as someone who's like. Super energetic. 
parang you know, hearing this like text, is this the same girl? Did you yeah. have a problem parang trying to merge the worlds together in a sense na this is still me, but this is a sad part of me? I don't think I would call it a problem. It was just um, something that I had to intentionally do, you know, mix the the YouTube thing and the music thing. Because at first, I kept them separate, which was kind of weird, I realized, because, you know, if you met me on Spotify and then you met me on YouTube and then you switch platforms and you're like, what? <laughs> so it was kind of weird. Um, but then I kind of started telling that the, the story of each song on my channel slowly and people started to listen more. And then it was cool because it it was a new relationship with my followers that I never really had. Um, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to show that side, like the super sad kind of the dark vibes of my music, the <laughs> lyrics. And then, you know, bring that on my YouTube and people were kind of surprised at first. But then I didn't really, um, there was no pushback, actually. Everybody was really supportive about it from the start. Um, but yeah, you know, with, with Hello Stranger, the song that just came out, it uh, I kind of wanted to merge YouTube Janina and, um, and, and music Janina in one song. And mm-hmm. so the music... I don't know, I feel like it really, it's bubbly and it's happy and it's maholet. And I feel like that's kind of who I am on YouTube and even as a person, period. Um, but the s- lyrics are still sad. So it still stays true to <laughs> Janina and the music industry. It's good for songs because there are some songs like, for example, the Paramore After Laughter album. Na, it's so happy, mm. but like when you read yeah, through the lyrics, listen. right? Yeah, exactly. really, there's that certain depth for it you know, this is what they're going through. And that, I guess, is what makes Hello Stranger a good song for me. And it's, honestly, even if I didn't, like, work with you guys, I'm LSS talaga with the song. <laughs> Na, Thank you. Oh, I that mean, means a lot. I guess you've been telling this to many people, but to those who aren't familiar, like, what is this Hello Stranger about? Hello Stranger. Okay, so Hello Stranger I wrote because um, I was in the point of post-breakup. Well, I'm NBSB, but let's just call it post-breakup for just non-complicated explanations of, we were a thing, but not really, but then we kind of broke up, but it wasn't really a breakup, but let's just call it a breakup, just to, long story short, we split up. Um, uh, but, you know, there's so many songs about falling in love, there's so many songs about meeting a person, about um, about whatever, getting married, or leads, like choosing never to give up, leading up to a breakup, but there's no... There are not that many songs about like post breakup mm-hmm. um, of what actually happens, like the realistic, you know, what happens after all of the tears have been wiped away. Um, it's kind of just really awkward. And so I experienced that firsthand. I had to work with the guy um, a couple of months after we had split. And so he was, um, it was really weird because he couldn't do, he, he was, he had to direct me for something. And then he was, telling my friend to tell me what to do. But I could audibly hear that he was giving me directions, but he couldn't say it to my face. And it was just really, really awkward. And so it's weird how, you know, you could, you know, meet a stranger and then become friends, become more than friends, and then go back to being strangers that quick. Um, so I kind of wanted to write that, you know, in a song, in, in, a very, in very simple terms of... Um, um, I'm like, can somebody tell me, please? This is get easier to see someone you used to know. I'm asking myself, would it be better to fake that I can't hear when you say hello? Because it was just dreadful. I mean, 
that 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 um doing the formalities and just like hi and then beso and it's just like can we just not do this <laughs> i just rather have this memory not in my head um because it's just it's so weird you're like sweaty and you're like a little bit red because it's just such an awkward situation um so yeah that that's kind of what stranger was about um but it, it's funny because i had a really um a fun i guess funny reaction to it because i would just laugh at the awkwardness and so that's kind of where the vibes of hello stranger came out because it was just so funny to me like i it came to a point where i wasn't even sad or mourning or grieving it was just like what the heck? <laughs> like, I think we can be a little bit more mature than this, but obviously we couldn't. Um, so that's where Hello Stranger came out. So in short, it's kind of like a rom-com situation. Na parang, it is. Diba? Parang oh. movie din siya na you after it's uh, it's the the story is like it's you after the breakup and then all yeah. these things happen in between and you keep on bumping into each other. Yeah, for sure. It's like like sometimes when I imagine it in like a movie, it's when you know the exes come and then they have already new significant others and they have to like introduce themselves to each other and it's like oh this is my um my uh my uh and then she's like i'm his ex-girlfriend like that's what i feel like <laughs> it would be in a movie where i'm when he's like super awkward and i'm like just please get over yourself like let's just you know whatever <laughs> yeah and I think parang it, it it really got received well by fans not even just the Vela fam, but people who could really relate to this. Because the song yeah. isn't just something that you can apply to an ex because a lot of people have ex-friends, for example, that yeah, exactly. never talked to in so up. long. Yeah, and you see these oh. people and like, so awkward. How? What are you gonna talk about or how are you gonna approach this? Yeah, exactly. I feel like everybody has talked about every emotion too much um, except awkwardness. So... <laughs> yeah, I was excited to re- release the song. It's a it's a great uh yun nga, as you said, it's a really great way that you merged both personas that you're known for and I'm I'm excited to hear. I mean, I've heard what's coming next, but <laughs> I'm excited for people to hear those things and especially what yeah. you come up with in this quarantine. I'm sure you've also been writing other things. Right? Yeah, we're yeah, it is going to be fun. Ryan, uh, my younger brother, turned his room into a studio. And so now, like, we're trying to make demos. Um, so it's really fun because he, like, he torrented Logic Pro. So <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, this is so cool. So we brought up my keyboard and we're, like, making a fake drum pad and stuff. So it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Is there any, parang, parang, any idea of you wanting to produce in the future or, like, actually help others create their own music aside from your Oh my, that would be fun. Um well, I I actually yeah, I've been thinking about it because there's songs that I write that I feel like are not my vibe and so it would be better in somebody else's album. Um but, you know, it's like a it's like a forward thinking dream. I'm not sure. We'll see. Never know. I don't think producing though. I I can I can be bossy and tell you what to do. <laughs> I think I want a crush there and I think I want like a pad there. Um, but I don't, I don't, I'm not talented in that whole aspect. I mean, we'll have to see, right? I mean, the future yeah. is 
black for now. We never know what's gonna happen. But I mean, aside from music, then I wanted to ask. Shempre, you're now being more vocal about your advocacies and you know being more political than you were earlier in the YouTuber mm-hmm. career. Parang how how did you end up deciding na okay, this is the moment that I'm gonna start speaking up about what I believe in because you know yeah. it's really tough times that we're facing right now. Oh yeah. Um, what was it? Um, so there's a time because I wasn't in school. Um, I took a gap sem. I took a gap sem, and I miss. I suddenly missed learning, and so I started, you know, doing math problems and reading scientific books. And I was like, Why am I doing this? And this doesn't really help me very much. And so I started reading history books. And so I started reading on our Philippine history, and then after that, I started reading about other you know, other other countries' histories and then um, other political and social, economical books. Uh, and, and it kind of just, I realized I'm a nerd. <laughs> like straight up, I was like, yo, why am I reading these books? It's kind of weird. Um, but then it kind of grew, you know, slowly that love for the nation that I already had previously because, you know, I when I was a kid, people would always ask me if I wanted to study abroad and I you know blatantly say no i don't want to study abroad because i feel like change is coming in the philippines and i don't want to miss it and so i've been saying that since i was like 12 years old apparently um and so i kind of realized whoa like this love for the nation has been there for so long um and 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 i want to do something um but what 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 can i do i'm not you know i'm not a i'm not a um uh i'm not a government official i'm not a I don't, I'm not working with an NGO, but what's in my hand now? Um, and so that was my YouTube channel. And so I, um, you know, a big, a big issue that I've come across is that, um, is with education, children are, um, there's this quote, it says, edu- the point of education is not to fill an empty mind, uh, to make an empty mind a filled one, but to make an empty mind an open one. Mm-hmm. So um, it's more of me wanting to open people's minds and eyes to be able to think for themselves, to be able to question, you know, certain things and not in a violent or attacking way. It's just you have to be able to discern what is best for not just you, but everybody in this nation in in a morally right way. Mm-hmm. Um so that's why I think, you know, uh, in education, character formation is so important. Um, but I also, there was this book that I read. It was called The Dictator's Handbook. And it's <laughs> it's kind of, um, um, it's not really cynical. What's the, it's like a satire type um, inf- informative book on um, different dictators and basically teaching you, okay, this is what they did. So if you want to be a dictator, this is exactly what you have to do. Um, but then in the introdu- introduction, the author wrote, um, if politics is a game leaders play, um, maybe the people can learn the game and we can win. And so from that point on, I realized that I wanted to learn the game um, because I still believe that public servants are supposed to uh, are supposed to serve the public. Um, and so I'm still, you know, fighting for that that kind of justice in my own small part of the world. Um, I'm not trying to change the whole world. I'm just trying to change my own part of the world um, through my YouTube channel. So the first video, political video that I posted on that was the water shortage. Um, I feel like um, I wanted to post about 
you know the our our, our indigenous people or or the, the the farmers or even the EJKs but I um I was too afraid because I felt like they were too far from me and it was too far-fetched for a 19 year old girl um but I um but the water shortage happened and that was obviously literally close to home because it was it was happening in my own home for many months or for many weeks. And so I posted my first video on that and it got really good um feedback. It was different for sure. Um but I've never felt more um I wouldn't say validated, but more proud of any of my works in my entire life than the ones that make people think. And the ones that make people hope for bet for the better for our country, um, and so it it kind of solidified that that's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so yeah, that's why you know now I I, I kind of introduce myself as um, a YouTuber who posts political and social issues on her channel. It's kind of weird um, coming from being a, a beauty and lifestyle YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that that that's that story. I mean, it's really good work. I mean, I, I really applaud you for that. Na, you know, we don't really see people as young as you or as young as us who really speak up. So, parang, not really blatantly, but like, they're really vocal about this. Especially, you know, we're experiencing all these things politically in the country. But you're really brave for doing that. And to have an audience nga, na, you know, you can influence for the better. It's not just saying that you're an influencer for makeup i mean it's not not there's nothing wrong with that but to have good influence to like create other people like you to spread the good word i mean it's really great yeah uh it's really great to have that advocacy and uh have you gotten like any feedback from other young watchers or viewers now oh thank you so much for like um informing me about this like without watching i wouldn't really have like gotten this information yeah, for sure. It um you know in in my other what was that video? Like even just the the Amazon rainforest video that I posted a few months ago. Um it was you know originally people thought that it was an overreaction, but then when I showed them all of the facts and I kind of laid it out straight for them, they were like, "Oh, shucks, we really have to do something about our country or even about our own waste and about recycling and about um you know, single-use plastic." And so it just, um, you know, honestly, the views have gone down because I don't think anybody really wants to be, quote unquote, rebuked in their own home for being ignorant <laughs> and, and apathetic. Yeah. Um, but uh, for the few people who do watch, I feel like it's been, you know, instead of just quantity, it's been more quality connection with my supporters. And I would take that any day because it's not just, you know, f- um, skin based or skin level change that's happening it's not just about your foundation but it's really change that happens in the heart and and that's really you know the you know the 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 the, i read a book it's called um i forgot the name of the book but it it basically talked about the different institutions of a country of how you know it's yeah there's the government institution but there's the church there's the school there's the family and in the family there are people and actually the main institution that we should be um you know, targeting is the is, is their heart. Um, because if you change a person's heart, you can change your nation. And so um, for me, that's, you know, even if it's just a few thousands of people who watch, but I know that slowly I'm able to change their hearts, then that's, I, I'm never going to complain about that. 
And you know, I hope that uh, as we move forward as a nation after this, na more people, more and more people are really encouraged to do this because you know we're facing a really tough election for sure. And oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's something we need to start working on as early as now. And I hope that we get to encourage more people to speak up. I mean, even here on a uh, this show, although we talk about pop culture, we still find ways to like. Yeah. Throw our dissent na, okay, this movie shows this and we want to say na, this is not right and that's exactly yeah. what's happening here. Parang yeah, for sure. I feel like, you know, even like with social and political issues, I feel like it shouldn't be as taboo as we've treated it for decades upon, or centuries even. I feel like, it, you know, I've had a lot of adults tell me to stay in my lane or to say that I'm just a young girl. I don't know what I'm talking about and I shouldn't even, I should leave that to the adults. But to me, it's like, no, I I live in this country. And so whatever they do affects me as much as it affects you. And so I, I think that we should, you know, break that stigma that you have to be a special kind of person to talk about it. Or you have to be a special kind of person to even just have a conversation about it. I feel like, incorporating it in a normal lives you know just we're talking about pop culture and suddenly we're talking about politics and i think that should be normal Mm -hmm. um it's not i i it you know the human in me feels flattered that you think that i'm so smart and and that wow she's like so political but i my hope and my prayer is that i won't be special years from now is that i'm gonna be the normal you know everybody is gonna talk pop culture and then politic politics and everybody's gonna talk you know about the singers and social issues it it it's not a you don't have to choose to be serious and and choose to have fun i feel like you can have both and i think that's also what i'm trying to show it's like i'm not always gonna be wearing a tuxedo and like with my hair in a low bun and i'm like yes yeah, so this is the news for today it's, it's 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 no i'm i'm in a sweater i'm at home i have my fairy lights because i'm a normal person who should be talking about what should be normal which is politics mm-hmm. and in the words of the great hannah montana we live the best of both worlds <laughs> we live the best of both worlds so you have to enjoy both and then explore both i mean I really hope that more and more people are encouraged to do that, especially, you know, especially with whatever we have realized in this quarantine period. Now, you know, a lot of people, a lot of politicians are showing their true colors that people haven't really shown with their busy. I mean, people haven't really seen that with their busy lives ongoing, but now eyes are on them and we know that yeah. people, they're listening to our dissent, to our discourse online. And it's, it's really showing that the power is still really with the people and we really need more voices out there to talk about that. But I mean, I guess uh, going out of that topic in politics, Siguro one last um, aspect of you that I'd like to ask about even just briefly is like your worship life because you're really also vocal about your relationship with God. And, yeah. you know, oh, I just realized how vocal I am about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I really shut my mouth sometimes. <laughs> It's great. We need that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, with your everyday streams right now that are encur- that's encouraging people to, you know, find their relationship again with God. I mean, how how are you also integrating that? I mean, it's also part of your personal life, and some people might not be aware of that as well. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I have, you know, I do lives every day. Um. At three p.m. And actually, um. I I got 
the reason why I started those lives is because I got too sucked into the life of an activist, of a revolutionist. I was like, yeah, let's go. Sugod na mga babayan. And then I was like, I was like, Lord, like, I was like, Lord, I want a revolution. I want all of these things. And, and then it, it, it kind of dawned on me that we've had revolutions before, you know, we've, we've had our people revolt and, and fight for something better and, and justice and um, fight against oppression before. But, you know, we've always kind of ended up in the same place. And so I'm like, what comes after revolution? That's something that we have to kind of not worry about, but think about. And so, you know, what, what brought me to doing those lives is realizing that yes it's education yes it's character formation but it's also but character formation for me really comes from your relationship with god and mm-hmm. and how god has molded you to be um to, to you know to be basically said a good human and so you know if if we don't take care of the evil in our hearts Ew, that sounds so <laughs> straight up you're evil man no but if, if okay um we want to take out the corruption in the government. Whoa, that was so blatant. I'm so sorry. If you don't want me to say it's those fine. things. <laughs> we need so, that. <laughs> no. We need to take them out. <laughs> it's not a secret, right? Uh-huh. But if you want to take out the corruption from the government, why don't we start taking out the corruption from our hearts? And so how do we do that? It's not just, you know, that's why I have a problem with stuff like self-love because it's like you take out love from yourself to love yourself. But where does, you know, your cup overflow from? It, it's hard for me to kind of, if because if it were up to me, I would be the most insecure person in my entire life, you know. But because of my relationship with God and because of how God has changed my life completely, I'm slowly, you know, my heart is slowly becoming a little bit more pure than it was yesterday. Uh, we're slowly becoming better pe- people than we were. And so I feel like that is also an aspect that we should think about that. Yes, th- there will be, um, uh, you know, one that, yes, there will be a change in the government. Um, but I also want, you know, like what I talked about a while ago, change in people's hearts. And and for me, it was that hope of one day I'm going to wake up with uh, a, a, a clean government and the people that that fear God and and that's like the hope it's not just oh we're gonna be politically righteous but I feel like we have to fight for being spiritually righteous as well yeah. um so yeah that that's something that I had to kind of work through because I was too I was too angry at everything um and then I realized you know what okay God is in control and so I should honor that um yeah so my my worship life has is very very you know evident through everything and and as the years have gone by it's been it's become more and more evident because um well i I, i'm a pastor's kid so i've been a pastor's kid for a long time and i've been christian since you know i was a little kid and so i um yeah it's it's really a huge part of me just as much as youtube is or you know politics is but take all of that away you know take all of the the youtube the singer the everything that we talked about tonight um one thing will remain is that I love God. And so that's what I've been in, so secure in all of my life. Um, and that's why it 
I don't think that it any part of my career should overpower that. If not, that should overpower everything else in my career because that's who I am. Um, as much as people identify me as a YouTuber, singer, host, um, an activist or whatever, it's all of those things could wash away in, in five seconds. I could get canceled tomorrow and my career would be over. You know, I, Spotify could just die and, <laughs> and I wouldn't be a singer anymore. But you take all of those away. I'm still the person I am when I spend my when I spend time with God. I'm still I'm still that girl who keeps her integrity and tries to live a life that honors Him. And so that's at it, at my very core. That's who I am. That's who Janina Bella Punjalan is. And so I felt like that part of my life should be very 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 evident online because there's no reason for me to hide it. Really. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you know, people have negative feelings towards it, but. This is who I am. So I, I, I've learned to be unapologetic about it, about every aspect of my life, including that. And, and that's great. I mean, not everyone is, I mean, they, everyone shows their, relig their religious uh, beliefs in different ways. You might be doing that. I'm showing it in another way. I might not be yeah. vocal about it online. But I think one thing that I hope people really understand also is how we should integrate it into our lives more in the yeah. sense that some people tend to, you know, um, how do you say this? Compartmentalize. Okay, this is my headspace for politics. This is my headspace for work. This is my headspace for religion. But to be able to integrate it into what you actually do and to, like, you know, just live out what you believe in, I think that's really something that people should learn or some people should, you know, in, uh, inhibit in their lives because you know it's especially in this country now you know people really need education in terms of um, practicing religion or like politics as well so I mean it's it's a really tough aspect of our society then it has to be you know worked upon but uh, where did, where was I going <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean what can you say about I mean this might be a hot take you can answer you can or cannot answer this if you would like <laughs> Okay. But like, uh, parang what can you say to those people who are like, oh, I parang there are people kasi na I see or even some celebrities um, na parang, oh, let's just, don't bash me na lang. I'm, it's Sunday. I'm gonna love God anyway. Parang ganun na parang, why do you use your religion as a mask to just like yeah. shun people away when they're trying to make you a better person? Or like, why don't yeah. you just like actually in, parang live out what you say you believe in instead of just like putting it out there as a mask what can you say like how how can you like approach that in a sense now okay this um, is a way to approach it i think you know if you if you really truly love god it will show regardless of whether you try to show it mm -hmm. um i i like you know the I think one of the things where the, the, the compliments, quote unquote compliments that, that I really love is that when people meet me, they're like, Janina, there's like, I, parang, there's something different about you. And then I start talking and they're like, oh, you're Christian. No wonder. And I'm like, why? And it's like, no, I just felt that from you. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like I wasn't even crying or whatever. But then I, I feel like it's, 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 um, it's not a exact, it, parang your, your, your religion shouldn't be shoes that you take on put on or take off when you enter and leave the house you know mm -hmm. it's 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 something that's supposed to be already such an evident part of you that you wouldn't have to 
kind of you know tell them oh wait i'm i'm going to church first i i've never seen any of those comments that's very interesting and it's the first time i've heard about that um but yeah i think that it's not something that you have to fight for you know or not fight for but like use as an excuse or use as a part of your debate on why you shouldn't be bashed or why you're a good person i feel like if you're a good person then you're a good person and people will see that yeah. um, and if you're not then mm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean at the end of the day of course god loves us all but you know i mean yeah. people should really i mean work better towards their relationship or building that or keeping it as it is oh, yeah i mean um the for me because it's not the religion that's so important to me i think the most important to me is your relationship with god mm-hmm. and so it's it's whatever you do to be close to god is none of my business it's really not um whatever you're you know I, I, for me it's just as long as you know that you're spending time with him and you're honoring him in whatever you do then okay that's great you know it's not really i'm not going to be nit- like get down to the nitty gritty and get nitpicked picky with you about you know if you spend you know on sundays or saturdays or you do your devotions at 7 a.m or 10 p.m it's like it's none of my business you know yeah it's just i i it's like i have the you know i have the cure for cancer and 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 it's it's i have the cure for your hearts and i have a i have this love that i have for my savior that it would just feel so wrong for me not want to not want to share it with everybody and so it it's just that simple that i just want to share the love of god that i've received and so however that manifests to you then that's your own thing man that's sayo na yun totoo yeah sayo na yun it's it's but, really not i mean i guess last question in this topic yeah. also i mean first people who are trying to find their relationship with god what can you yeah. encourage them or what what advice would you have to like find your place with him or find your relationship with him Go on live with me, Diva with Janina, 3 p.m. People get over mystical about it where they feel like they have to have like a crazy, miraculous encounter with God where it's like spirits and like, woo, and like you hear the voice like, hello, cholo. And it's like, <laughs> that. honestly, I've been a Christian and I've had a relationship with God most of my life and I've never really had that whole thing. Um, but, but to me, it's just going back to the basics of reading the first letter that God ever wrote to you, which is the Bible. You know, it, it, People the number say, one Janina, best-selling book in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? It's, it's been the number one New York bestseller forever. And so people are, are always asking, Janina, how do I hear God's voice? And I'm like, well, if he spoke to you, would you know his voice? Like, would you recognize it? Because the thing is, if I close my ears, if I close my eyes and I listen to your voice, I will recognize, oh, well, that's Cholo. Because I've spent time with you, because I've had mm-hmm. meetings with you, because I've been talking to you. But if a stranger comes up to me, I won't be able to pinpoint what he sounds like or who he is by what he sounds like because I've never heard his voice before. It's not familiar to me. And I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't recognize it because I've never spent time with that person. And so if, if you want to get to know Christ, if you want to you know, get to know God, you go to the basics and read the Bible. Then slowly you'll familiarize yourself with how 
God would speak and how he would command you to do these things and how he would, how he shows his love to you and his grace to you. And, and that will, you know, slowly after self-discipline, you'll kind of hear God's voice in all of the little things around you. And so, yeah, it's, it's, you have to make an effort to familiarize yourself. It's like how you don't get to know somebody on your first date. You have to keep dating that person before you realize, okay, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. It's like, or like if, if, or if for, let's say even you fall in it's love at first sight, but still you don't know the person. So you still have to go on those dinner dates. You still have to go on those picnics. You still have to, you know, do those late night FaceTime calls or whatever. I, I don't know, but, but you get to know that person. You familiarize them, your, yourself with that person. And then that's when your relationship gets stronger. So it's really choosing and being intentional. Okay, I want to get to know you and I'm going to do everything that I can to do it. And then you will get your hello stranger moment <laughs> in a sense. I mean, <laughs> not in that sense, but like in a sense that, oh, yeah. okay, you're a new person in my life. <laughs> yeah. But sure. at the same time, I guess just to add a short, I know, from my Jesuit education. I mean, I no. guess it's really that you find him in not just the Bible, but in also other things, the small things yeah. that, Nah, you know, you might find them in your random collection that you put your passion into or yeah. a person in your life. So, I mean, it's, he's everywhere if you just I'm sure, find him. Yeah. And he's just there, whether you talk to him or not. So, I mean, the last question. Uh, nah. yeah. Random question coming from our super deep conversation about okay. <laughs> uh, religion and politics and all that. I mean, everything, man. How was it? Was overang funny lang. I, I just wanted to ask, like, how was okay. meeting the Riverdale cast? And I think I never got to ask you that. Oh, I love that's so funny. Um, it was not as magical as everybody thought it would be. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I I I only came into terms with this a couple of weeks ago because obviously, you know, the quarantine is time for overthinking. <laughs> so I was just thinking about how I was living my life before and. You know, I was alone in LA and I went to Coachella and I was like 18 years old and people were like, it's a dream come true. It's amazing. And like, I was just like, cool. You know, we're in Coachella. That's cool. Uh, and then um, and then I met the Riverdale cast and, you know, everybody, it, it went viral on so many social media yeah. platforms and, 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 and magazine, you know, online magazines. And I'm like, I kind of literally just went up to them and just asked for a picture and then docked the cold for a few minutes. And then after that, they forgot who I was. Um, and that memory, I barely even remember it. And so it's, um, they're people, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a really interesting realization of they're just normal people. Bala. <laughs> they're just like, like us. Yeah, they're really just like us. Like we put them on such a high platform. I'm not saying that they're any less than that. I'm just uh-huh. saying like, we always think of them like they're glowing or they have sparkles. Um, but they're just, you know, you know, 20 year olds who just wanted to be at Coachella. And so yeah. it was, it's a an interesting encounter. Um, but it was not as magical as everybody thought it was. And parang nga, I mean, I, you also got to meet like Paul Rudd, for example. I mean, that's great. Um, yun nga, yeah, but- no, I love Paul Rudd. <laughs> oh my gosh. He, sabay ganon. And no, they're just regular people. And I'm like, no, oh my gosh. Paul Rudd was the he, I loved him. I love him so much. Like, he was my favorite person that I've ever um, interviewed in my entire life. Um, and so that that's coming from you know interviewing even Samuel L. Jackson, right? Uh-huh. And so 
I and, and you know and Brie Larson and and um, so I, I interviewed him and I walked in and he was like standing there he's so cute he was standing there and his hands were behind his back and he was like hello and then he like shakes my hand and then he like he was so warm and he was just so amazing and oh, I love him he's he's great honestly he's so cute <laughs> is there anyone else you you want to like bucket list interview oh point, anybody after everyone uh, you've met at this point Sandra Bullock oh, oh good choice my gosh. <laughs> she's my favorite actress in the entire world yes entire world like when you meet Mr. her you should have like a blindfold and say girl girl <laughs> Oh yeah, dude, boy, boy, girl, girl. Oh my gosh, I love her. Like, yeah, um, um, Bird Box and you know Miss Congeniality. Yeah. I love to be selfish and like my favorite movie while you were sleeping is, you know, her. Um, and and obviously the proposal and and um, we were just watching Speed last night. And so I'm like a huge, huge, crazy, crazy, crazy fan of Sandra Bullock. And so meeting her would just, I think I would cry, honestly. <laughs> and I hope you do get that experience and I'm gonna watch out for I that hope if we're if all still that. alive after this pandemic joke but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, coming off everything we've talked about in this past uh, hour uh, yeah. what's next what can people expect from you what do you wanna pursue next uh, writing next? stories or um, yeah yeah um, I actually well, this is super secret, but I wanted to start a new channel. Um, I wanted to do it because it. I wanted it to be kind of like a talk show um, because I knew that there were so many good stories and so many good messages to be shared. And I think I was just kind of a lot like super tired of my own voice. And I was like, I want other people to be able to have a platform to inspire and to empower others. And, and it's it, not just me. Um, yeah. Because, you know, then again, I don't like I don't want to be special. I just want to be this is the normal where you're doing everything that you can to empower and inspire other people. And so I was going to start, um, you know, kind of bouncing off from what my Lola Helen used to do. She would, you know, tell people stories and give inspiration after and, and give advice. And I kind of wanted to do that too. And so she had a, um, she had a show called Lovingly Yours, Helen Bella. And so I wanted to be like, yours truly, Janina Bella, or something like that. And so we had already renovated my studio upstairs for it. And then ECQ happened. And so I can't really invite anybody here to do it. And I don't really have a camera crew at home. Um, but, but you know, hopefully when at least GCQ, we could hopefully do it. Um, yeah, so, so that would be fun to see through i'm also going to hopefully you know it's really hard to ask what's what's next uh-huh. because i don't know uh-huh. what yeah. will happen tomorrow yeah. <laughs> um but i wanted to go to university this year so i was able to get into a pretty good um university and so i would be studying political science um which is fun uh so yeah i hope i'll be able to do that this year and also a tagalog song yes i, I think my... i a sample of that somewhere in my yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah I'm it's sure marami pang songs na after that oh Can yeah give a short like backgrounder on that for people who are interested in finding and out that's I'm not sure what song you heard but the one that I sent recently um it it um I <laughs> so I I was visiting revisiting old like memories and old feelings with my quote unquote totga. 
Um, so this guy that I liked for about seven years. Yeah. Seven years. Can you believe wow. that? This guy I liked for a long time. And you know that 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 kind of pabebe push and pull phase of like, um, like paasa ka lang ba or tatoon ba to or are you gonna make a move or anything? And so navigating through that, um, so this this song was it's called Subok pa or Suko na, um, so it's it's more of like, are we gonna try this or do I just give up on us completely because nothing is happening because we're both torpen because it's just maybe our timing doesn't line up. And so I, um, yeah, it's a, it's another fun song. <laughs> All of it. I think this EP will be a lot of fun, fun songs. So, yeah, that that's gonna be fun. <laughs> something to look forward to. Parang chasing pavements, Janina style bang. Chasing pavements, <laughs> but like more, not as sad. It's more of, um, it's just really like kind of pabebe puppy love. That's song. cute. That's cute. I'm excited yeah. to hear a demo when it comes up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, before we end our, our show, of course, we have our segment called The Pop Stop, where our special guests recommend their favorite pop culture things. Oh, so, my. Any book or movie, TV show you like forever or you just yeah. recently watched and want to recommend? Um, what do I like? Oh, my gosh. Super random. I have in, been enjoying the Hunger Games book series. Oh, it's really <laughs> good. So huh? Is it your first time reading it? Was it your first time? It, um, no, no, no. I read it when I was like 10. <laughs> and then I revisited it, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And I, it's really good. Like, I'm surprised. Because a lot, like, it, it's very timely, actually, low-key, for, for what's going on now. And even just to slowly transition into opening your, to opening your eyes politically. If you read it in that lens of, mm -hmm. wow, this is, like, you know, in terms of governance and politics, it's very interesting. And in, um, in social, economic, you know, levels, it's, woo, it's a crazy good book. Or at least Hunger Games and Catching Fire. Mockingjay, I'm still working on it. Um, it's kind of slow to me, but we're working on that book. Um, but Hunger Games, what else do I like? Hello Stranger by Janina Vela. Pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hello Stranger by Janina Vela. Um, what else? I've been binge watching um, The Vampire Diary. <laughs> So we go from like super pop culture. Uh, we go from super politics and serious, and then we're like, yeah, my guilty pleasure is the vampire diary. Yeah, I have a doppelganger so, who looks exactly like me and wants to kill yeah. me because he's she's still in love with the two brothers who she used yeah. to. <laughs> it's kind of really wild, but honestly, if you're just somebody who just wants like a a guilty pleasure with two really good looking guys and a pretty wild but really romantic love story then the vampire diaries is it's not a trash show for sure it's not you know I yeah it it's, it's <laughs> oh really okay okay I mean, good way good, back good. in high school pa na it was the popular yeah. show sabay mga pretty little liars glee vampire. oh my gosh i watched them all gossip girl yeah, yeah, yeah. so it kind of reminds me of those days but i i actually got really really invested <laughs> So it's a fun no-brainer, but also pretty intense show. And so if you wanted to watch that. Um, what else? Now I'm looking at my books. I'm wondering what book can I recommend to you guys? Um I um yeah, I think that's kind of it really. I, I'm looking at all my books and I'm like shy to mention what they are. And speaking of hunger, looking, 
there's yeah. an upcoming book this year. The fourth of, book, the song, the ballad of songbirds and snakes. Ballad of songbirds, yeah, the story of President Snow. Kano kaya <gasps> Yeah, I think um the at least the online book is coming out on May 16th or uh-huh. something like that. And then they're also working on a movie for it. And so that's interesting because I actually, when I was reading the books again, I was thinking like, wow, what made President so, Snow so ruthless and so addicted to the power that he yeah. would make actions and decisions this way? And so, sato, they announced it. And I'm like, whoa, cool. So, How yeah, I'm excited. To- right? Para. Yeah, it's so relevant. It's so relevant. And I won't explain why, but... <laughs> <laughs> we know. We know why. And but you know, from, you know, you know. Aside from President Snow, then I think it would be nice to have like a spin-off book for President Coin because she's another oh, yeah. parang personality. Oh, you, know, you know who I want though? Um, the, the, the lady who took over, um, Paler. Uh-huh. So she, she's the, she was the, the general from District 8 who after Katniss, spoiler alert, killed Coin. <laughs> um, you know, she, she was the one who took over. And so she was um, a leader who had both compassion and arms at the same time. And so I want to I wanna kind of get to know her a little bit more. So, so yeah, Suzanne Collins, if you're listening to this, <laughs> please go to the book for, for Paylor. I just hope it's not like some sort of J.K. Rowling, the J.K. Rowling route na everything's just so yeah, we're just, confusing na and, you know. Yeah, I hope not. Um, we're hoping for the best. So we'll watch, we'll watch out, quote-unquote, because it's actually a book and not a, we'll a, a movie. It. Yeah, we'll read out for it. And for <laughs> me naman, I guess I just want to recommend also my recommendations for this week. Oh, yeah, go. Mentioned these on the show yet. Uh, first is Emma, the 2020 adaptation of the book Emma by Jane Austen. It's really nice. Um, really? Go watch okay. it. I think it's, it's something you like, Janina. And, okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look It's there. really quirky and you know, because Emma is the basis of uh, Clueless and this is like going back to its roots but you still recognize, if you're a fan of Clueless, you'll still recognize the story beats and it's really made well. In a sense, na, it's kind of like Wes Andersonified. In a sense, na oh, the wow, colors are really? pastel and the symmetry also. So yeah. it's it's really good. And I also watched uh, Before Sunrise for the first time. It's really poignant as well. Is that the trilogy? Yeah, I just watched the first one so far. Okay, yeah, so, that's on Netflix, right? Yes, correct. Hello, Netflix. <laughs> Banter. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's pretty much it for the whole show. Thank you so much for being here. I mean, I was really nervous because I was telling you before we recorded na parang, oh, you know, you're a person who's so used to interviewing people and I'm like scared of like interviewing you. (laughs) No, it's okay. I'm scared of interviewing people also. So I felt really comfortable actually. This is one of my favorite interviews actually so far. And I've done a lot this whole week. Wow, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. That's the goal, naman, I guess. It's not really to have a great interview, but really to flesh people's stories out more. Na we do, yeah. As you mentioned earlier, we only see 7 minutes, 5 minutes, 20 minutes on YouTube. Or now what? you get an hour. What's up? Now you have an hour of Janina just <laughs> being vocal about everything in her life. But every amazing. single thing. Of course, <laughs> for them to follow you to be, I mean, to see more of your vocalizationism, sabi nga ni Mimi. <laughs> Where can they follow you and uh, see yeah. all your work? Um, so it's Janina Vela 
everywhere <laughs> twitter instagram facebook um again i go live every 3 p.m on facebook and instagram i'm coming up with a new video on youtube so i'm gonna start posting a lot more um so yeah jenny novella on youtube and i'm very active on all of it honestly and i'm sure you are too so i hope to see you there or tweet you there or instagram you there or just or tiktok um, you there yeah. <laughs> TikTok! Oh my gosh, TikTok! Follow me on TikTok. I work really hard on my TikToks. So <laughs> you guys are content. And of course, where can Thank they you. listen to your latest single called Hello of Stranger? Of course. Hello Stranger, you may listen to that on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, um, Amazon, and these are basically all digital platforms. Hello Stranger, it's out now. Um, it's my song and I really love it. I think it's my favorite release so far. So you guys should listen to it. And listen to her debut EP as well. It's out there. It's called Love You the Same. Super yes. hugot. Kung gusto niyo mag-hugot-hugot ngayong quarantine. Yeah, no, you can hugot, but then you can like dance a little. So eh, eh, eh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to listen to the real Janina and not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you, you knew. You gave it justice. Thank you. But again, thank you so much, Janina. This was great. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. And of course, to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Popcorn with Joel Sadiar. And of course, our other episodes, especially our first month-long uh, special featuring Christian Bautista, is still streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you stream our podcasts. Please continue following us on all social media platforms. That's at Popcorn with Cholo, at Popcorn W Cholo on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And let us know who else you'd like us to have a conversation with. And we'll try to make it happen. And before I forget, of course, I'm encouraging everyone to go check out helpfromhome.ph or helpfromhome.ph, which is a volunteer-led information and coordination hub that aggregates various COVID-19 efforts in the Philippines. Uh, it's a list where you can check out any and all ways that you can help out during this COVID-19 pandemic. There's a button somewhere over there where you can just press Gcash or whatever bank you have or whatever beneficiary you'd like to help out, whether it's frontliners or medical workers or hospitals or, or communities in need. Everything is in Help From Home PH. It's a great cause. Go check it out on helpfromhome.ph and... I hope everyone can continue staying safe at home and trying to help out any way that you can. So thank you again, Janina. It was great. I'm looking forward to talking to you more like this in the future. Sure, yes. Of course, I would love that. So thanks, everyone. And bye. Bye.